0: The following is a presentation of the Six Arrows Radio Network. Ham Radio 360 Podcast, episode number 62, Jamboree on the Air, Camp Hope on the Air, and more all coming up this weekend. It's a special events, special edition. Stay tuned.
1: MTCradio.com presents ham radio 360 the podcast with your host kale nelson k4 cdn
0: yeah so fall has arrived and kale is excited it's my favorite time of the year and this is my favorite time of the week to be on the ham radio 360 podcast with you my friend Thank you for giving us a listen. We do this every other week, and we fill in the blanks with a very, very interesting program called the Workbench Podcast. So if you stay here on the feed, subscribe to the show. You're going to get both of the shows every other week, opposing week, however you want to look at it. We're creating weekly content for you, the amateur radio operator. Or maybe you're just looking to get into the hobby. Maybe you've you know, I hear this a lot. I've been away from the hobby. I found your podcast. You encouraged me to come back in. You know how how great that makes you feel? Thank you for sharing those thoughts with me. Thank you for being here again, listening to the program. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We have fun every time. At least I do And hope that you enjoyed as well We're going to talk about some special event stations Coming up in the next couple of weeks Two very important special event stations We're going to share, that about, share about those with you in just a moment here But first let me tell you about my friends Some very special friends Down in Paris, Texas Richard and Christine Lenore They started mtcradio.com As a fill-in Richard had lost his job He didn't really know what was coming next He started with some surplus gear The next thing he knows He's moved into his third building. He has a post office in the store with him. And now they are one of the largest dealers in the U.S. for ICOM ham radio gear. If you have some ICOM radio needs, I mean, who doesn't? Who does not want the new IC7300? Who doesn't want a 7100? That's what Kel's wanting for the shack. I tell you, they got the ID51As. They got the ID51+. Plus. Please, give them a call. Give them a chance to earn your business. You will be surprised and so happy with the customer service. They're my friends down in Paris, Texas. Give them a try, mtcradio.com. Yeah, so up next uh, here on the Ham Radio 360 podcast, want to welcome in Rick DeWeese. Rick is the scoutmaster of a local troop here in the upstate of South Carolina, and the jamboree on the air is coming up. Rick, welcome back in to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Hey, not a
2: problem, kale. I appreciate you, uh, taking the time and, uh, as always appreciate what you do for the uh, ham radio community. And, uh, thanks for, uh, letting me come on and spread the word a little bit about what jamboree on the air really is. And, uh, you know, just, uh, it was, it was great up at the, uh, Shelby ham fest, actually getting to be able to put a, uh, a face with a, with a name. And so for, uh, for anybody out there that, uh, hasn't done that yet. You know, I suggest uh, catching up with you at every opportunity just to uh, be able to meet and chat for a little bit because that's always a good thing as well.
0: Yeah, nothing like seeing that face made for radio. (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> well it was great to catch up with you it really was and uh guys rick has has been here on the show with us before back on episode 31 when we did talk about scouting and amateur radio uh if you want to go back and revisit that show it's a, it's a really great show a lot of information it's back before the name change but the content's still great uh rick tell us a little bit about uh when the jamboree on the air happens this year
2: all right, so this year, Jamboree on the Air, which is the, uh, I believe, the 59th Jamboree on the Air, um, is the 14th, 15th, and 16th of October, um, and so it's, uh, it's about a week away, or a little over well, two weeks away, call it, week and five days, I guess, and uh, so it is an event. It is a worldwide event. A lot of people think that you know, this is just something that is here in the United States or maybe in North America, but in fact, it is a worldwide event, um, and I think last year they had uh, 1.1 or 1.2 million scouts talking to each other from all over the world. A uh, year before that was a little bit larger, it was like 1.3. It's Boy Scouts, it's Girl Scouts, it's Girl Guides, it's, you know, it's the whole scouting community getting together at one time. And uh, using ham radio as one venue, there's also uh, actually jamboree on the internet that they're bringing out now to uh, try to bring in some of those technologies. But it's, it's just an opportunity for, uh, for kids to talk to each other and for young scouts to talk to each other uh, on the air.
0: I didn't realize that it was anyone else other than the Boy Scouts of America.
2: Oh yeah, it is. It is the, the worldwide scouting community. And in fact, if you go to the ARRL.org uh, site, um, you can go to the, uh, the Jamboree on the air page that they have, and you can look, there are scout station call signs from there's K2BSA, which is Texas. There's JA1YSS which is Japan, there's Netherlands, Kenya, Australia, London, Mexico, Philippines, Iceland and <laughs> I mean it's it's all over the place.
0: And it's a great opportunity. You know, we I, I I hear these discussions all the time Rick and I'm sure you hear it too. Oh my gosh, the the hobby's dying, none of the kids want to play on the radio. Um, I see so many people up in arms. I do these shows about bringing the youth into the hobby. What can we do? Uh, they have less downloads than some of our other shows, which really surprises me because I hear so many people lamenting the fact that the hobby is going to die because kids don't want to play on the radio. I produce a show about kids playing on the radio and less people listen to it than they do say one about. Uh, I don't know, multimeters or something. So uh, not knocking any of the other programs we have, but here recently we've done a show about the youth on the air. Uh, Now we're doing Jamboree on the air. A good reminder, there, there are things happening out there, folks, that you can personally be involved with in your local hometown, just like the Jamboree on the air. Uh, just in a few weeks, and it's a great opportunity. A lot of local clubs participate in this. A lot of clubs set up and and have. Uh, I know locally in Spartanburg, we take the trailer to the uh, the local scouting area. They bring the troops in, and they let the let the guys play. Uh, but but some some clubs really go big. Others kind of go small. Some are of course are not involved at all. But even the troops at times like yours uh, really have a big presence on the air because you guys are like the radio troop.
2: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's really interesting. One of the things that I have found, and it's probably the, uh, the, the one thing that may be, I don't know, uh, perhaps a roadblock for a lot of young people on the air, is they want to talk to young people. Hmm. I mean, you know, I... Uh, I don't mind talking to kids. I enjoy it. Now, granted, every time you talk to a kid on the radio, you typically can't pull the words out of them because they're not built that way. OK, they have been told all their lives to sit in a chair, be quiet and only speak when spoken to at school. And so it's not a habit for them to communicate with older people. But if you get them amongst themselves, they talk to each other just feverishly. And so one of the benefits of the jamboree on the air is if you can get scouts talking to scouts, it sometimes is a little bit easier to, uh, to, to get them to actually communicate. The other thing that, that I've seen is that if you do contact a scout, um, be the major player in the, uh, in the conversation because they enjoy listening, um, but sometimes they don't necessarily enjoy talking because it's it's completely new to them it's foreign to them and uh so this is a good opportunity jamboree on the air to uh you know let them talk to other people and listen to other people's stories from other parts of the country and and do things like that that is uh that is really fun and enjoyable
0: tell me a little bit about what you guys personally your troop will be doing uh for this year's jamboree on the air
2: well this year we're uh, we're going to set up at the uh, at the church where we uh, where we typically uh, meet and we're just going to set up a couple radios and uh sit around and uh, have a good time and uh you know we're not we're not planning on doing anything big um anybody that uh, that wants to come along and uh, enjoy the ride that's fine and uh you know we have we have oftentimes we've had members of the church come up and say hey you know can my can my daughter come and, and, and learn or do whatever? And I'm like, from my standpoint, sure. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said the last time I was on the program, you know, a lot of the skills that we teach in scouting and amateur radio is a skill. Um, it, it truly is. And it's a lifelong skill. And it should be, well, just that, a life skill.
0: Yep, yep. Well, let me let me let me put this in front of you. Are you going to be operating you said a couple of radios? Are you doing VHF, UHF? Uh, are you putting the kids with handy talkies with one another? Uh, is it going to be? We've got an HF station over here with an 80 meter dipole. Kind of give me a feel for what I could expect if if I was a kid coming to your particular event.
2: Sure. We're going to have a – we'll we'll probably put up a VHF unit uh, just because uh, 2-meter is so active in the area and we can almost always find somebody to talk to on 2-meters, whether the band conditions are good or not. We're very blessed with that situation in this area. Um, Repeaters all over the place, so we have a long range, and uh, we just have the ability to do that. We'll also uh, probably have an HF rig set up. Don't know what frequencies, but uh, typically we're on 20 and 40. Uh, the only reason we don't get on 80 is because the antennas just get to be so big. Uh, but, uh, and you know, it's, it's more of a logistics and setup thing than anything else. But for us, it's like a mini field day, okay. if you will. Um, just to, uh, just to put things up. And then at that point, uh, Let's see. I think right now I have five uh, operators that are in my uh, in my troop, uh, amateur radio operators, uh, all assistant scout, uh, scout masters and uh, and registered leaders. So I am very blessed with that. Um, we are constantly, uh, you know, everywhere we go, we take the, uh, the little handy talkies and let the kids talk on them and uh, try to uh, try to encourage them for that, you know, with that as much as possible. Again, because part of the, the way, at least for us, that we encourage that activity is through peer pressure, believe it or not. <laughs> and, you know, as you well know, having kids, when, when your kids see somebody else doing something and they think it's cool, well, they want to get in on it too. Yep. And and that's exactly the lever that we're trying to use with that.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, it is coming up uh, really soon and it's a big event. It's It's always a big event every year uh it's like you said last year was down just a little bit who knows what will happen this year uh but if you're involved with your local club now granted we're really close to to the event happening here but i'm going to bet that somebody in your club has a contact with the scouts and more than likely most clubs will be participating anyway so get out and, and have some fun with the scouts if you're a guy like me who doesn't get to go play with the club very often if you've got time leave your vhf radio on you never know you may hear a call uh, over the repeater in the middle of a saturday afternoon when most everyone else is watching the college ball game and uh, of course twenty, forty, maybe even 80 uh, there'll be some calls out there so i want to encourage you guys to make yourself available for these young people that everybody's scared to death that they're not going to con- continue the hobby this is our chance right here folks to really shine in their eyes and encourage them to want to do what we're doing
2: Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. You know, it it doesn't matter if you're a member of a club or just sitting around in your ham shack or just happen to have a radio on your desk. Um, You know, turn it on and uh, scan around. And if you happen to hear somebody call CQ Jamboree, it's probably a scout. If you're if you're hearing someone calling something like K2 or K4 BSA or one of the BSA call signs, it's probably a scout. And uh, sometimes, you know, clubs get involved. But quite honestly, what we need is individuals that are willing to talk to young people that are out there trying to make contacts, because in a lot of situations, the the setups that we have in order to make those contacts are portable stations. They are not, you know, it's not like we're going to a large uh, ham shack setup yeah. uh, in order to make this contact. Normally, we're just we're outside of a church in a in a park somewhere or something like that, um, you know, operating portable, trying to make some contacts to uh, to help the scouts understand and get a little bit enthused um, about radios. And in order to make that magic happen, in, in order to make it truly connect and, and, and catch on, we need someone on the other end of that uh, of that, uh, you know, transmission.
0: Yeah, very good point. Very good. Yeah, but and we know we have a lot of people doing the Napoda thing. National parks is just smoking hot. And granted, they've only got two months left until that's over. I don't know what those people are going to do. I, I feel we, we, we may have some uh, may have some issues when when that stops i hope aol has something else planned because that has been crazy this year but uh, this is just another opportunity just like the national parks on the air just like uh the w1aw's from a year or so ago it's another great opportunity to get on the air to have fun and in this case, make a kid smile. And who doesn't love to see a kid smile? I, I remember as a forty-some odd year old. No, maybe I wasn't even forty. I was close to forty when I first got my ticket. I get on the air, I make my first contact, and I was beaming. I can just imagine doing it. You know, sitting there with uh, six or eight of my buddies from my from my Cub Scout group, and I, I talk to somebody on the radio. Can you imagine all the smile? Well, you see it all the time. So, I just want to encourage all the listeners again to get out there and get on the air jamboree on the air uh rick give us one more time the the days and the the times that we can find you guys on the air
2: sure the uh the days for jamboree on the air are the 14th 15th and 16th of october so it's in a couple of, you know it's, it's, it's coming up quick um for information you know again the uh org site for uh, the jamboree on the air page and uh there's also a scouting page especially for the international stuff that's out there is uh jota which is jamboree on the air joti all connected one word dot info and uh, that is the international scouting communities page for uh jamboree on the air and jamboree on the internet cool. and uh so there's a lot of stuff that you can find there's a countdown clock there's uh you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff that you can go out there and search, and, and more. Most importantly, on that particular page, the uh, the the Jodi uh, dot info page, um, there's scrolling pictures of scouts talking on the radios, and most of them are smiling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, that's great stuff, Rick. Man, thanks again, and I will uh, I will have my radios on that day and I will, I will do my best to uh, get some connections, be monitoring the 610 machine maybe on the handy talkie, and uh, maybe even crossband some stuff up to you guys. But I, I wish you luck with the group. Uh, thanks again for coming back on the program. It's always great to catch up with you, and thanks for serving our kids, man.
2: Hey, not a problem. I enjoy it thoroughly. Thank you very much for having me.
3: Hi, Dan, KB6NU here. Whether you're studying for your tech license or looking to upgrade to General or Extra, you should check out my no-nonsense amateur radio license study guides. Written in my easy-to-understand, no-nonsense style, they really are the easiest way to learn what you need to know to pass the test. And they are always up to date. The PDF version of the Technician Class Study Guide is free on my website at kb6nu.com podcast. And all my study guides are available in print, PDF, Kindle, and epub versions let me help you have more fun with ham radio go to kb6nu.com slash
0: podcast and get started today so coming up the same weekend as the jamboree on the air we also have the camp hope special event station which celebrates the big event down in houston texas at the camp hope facility Uh, it's a huge barbecue Lots and lots and lots. I'm talking thousands of people come in and and go through the property and enjoy the day there on the grounds. They have been doing some amateur radio work there. They're going to enhance that this year. It's going to be a really great time. I want to want to welcome in right now the program, uh, Jim and Bob, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you being here.
1: It's a real pleasure. Kale, it's uh definitely a real pleasure to be here thanks Cale thanks for the invite
0: yeah, well, we're excited about what you guys are doing uh Bob, tell us a little bit about uh, your story and then we want to learn about camp Hope and what you're doing with a special event station down there
3: uh Bob Hawkins at k d five a t and uh is my call sign and uh uh the story starts for me back in uh two thousand six uh two thousand seven time frame i had uh, lost a, uh, a business, and I was about to lose my wife, and I started going through some pretty stout depression. I would met Jim about a year earlier, uh, long before Camp Hope was established, and, and Jim spent uh, a considerable amount of time with me, just sitting in his backyard on patio, just helped me walk through these uh, uh, events that uh, that might have meant I went, had a divorce. It might have meant a, a lot of other things, but uh, he helped me walk through this depression that was the strongest I'd ever been in in my lifetime. Um and then uh, later on, about four years later, I, I saw a similar thing start happening with rela- relation to depression. And uh, this time, uh, that 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 trip into the slough to spawn was interrupted by uh, by ham radio. I, I met met a ham who told me about how to become a ham, and I went home and started studying on ham test online for about twelve hours and got my licensed and license. And that was uh, of I crossed off my bucket list that really gave me enough uh, encouragement to kind of get back up on my feet. And then Ham Radio, I found a huge community that was very supportive and uh, helped me get back to kind of normal functioning. Well, as, as a few years passed by and Camp Hope began to get started, and I, I connected back up with Jim and saw what he was doing here, it seemed to make sense that as Ham Radio and the Fellowship Ham Radio helped my life, uh, dramatically. Uh, I, f- I felt like it could do the same for many of our, uh, our warriors and first responders out here at Camp Hope as well, and that's what we're, uh, we're moving toward now.
0: Now, there there's quite a bit of uh, talk, if you look in the right places, online about uh, returning veterans, uh, active duty service personnel uh, taking their own lives on a daily basis. There's uh, push-up challenges I've seen, all sorts of things to try to bring, uh, bring those numbers to light, to a, a public awakening. What can you tell us about uh, the numbers regarding our, our former servicemen and even current servicemen, first responders and whatnot? In the
1: veterans community... Uh the number of suicides in a 24-hour period are between 18 to 22 every day. In the active duty and reserve community, we're looking at a number of about three or four uh, a day. Now, part of the reason for that, of course, is the active duty have a infrastructure that supports them within the military organization. And the same with the reserve. Uh, With the veterans community, it's it's a little more difficult. Yes, the the VA is uniquely involved in in working with them. The need to alert, to bring recognition to the, the civilian community, and I mean by the civilian community, I refer to the the faith-based community, the business community, uh, local government, state government and federal government as well, uh, and the people, civic organizations. Uh, I'll give you an example. In any church of any size, I can guarantee you that about 20% to maybe 30% of that congregation are military veterans, either combat or they served in the military. (coughs) The numbers roughly vary, but I can tell you this. Out of that 20%, over 50% will have been or will be diagnosed with PTSD.
0: Staggering numbers there.
1: It is. now, And I will say this also. PTSD comes in many forms. Uh, I myself had PTSD. Uh, quick background on myself. I am a uh, retired Navy captain. Uh, my officer life was as a naval aviator. Uh, and I'm a, I was enlisted. I'm a Mustanger. My first combat tour, I did three combat tours in Vietnam. After my first combat tour, I came home, and I definitely had some problems. But it wasn't until 22 years later, as I was getting ready to deploy into a Desert Storm, I was on Seventh Fleet staff at the time, that I realized I had to do something about some issues I had. And I went through a massive program, basically being delivered out of Anger, frustration, bitterness, unforgiveness, because I will tell you this. One of the things about PTSD is it's not only medical, but it also has a spiritual background. There's a lot of unforgiveness. There's a lot of wondering, who are you? You lose your identity with PTSD. What? I'm not the same person I was then. Where am I now? Why am I this way? Why can't I cope with the simplest of things in life? And that adds to the frustration. It's, there's unforgiveness of self as well. Anger, bitterness. These things all complicate and have to be dealt with. But the one thing about PTSD, Kale, is this. Once you deal with the major infrastructure of PTSD and its core causes, you find yourself dealing with all the other frustrations and traumas in your life that must be dealt with as well. Because trauma begets trauma. It will come up. You can't suppress it. At some point, you have to. There's a decision that each and every individual has to make to deal with it and i do believe yes one can be healed from it
0: but it's it's not something that we just we just uh we come home from a deployment and we see our wife and kids and everything's rosy again there's there's uh there's a need to help help these guys and gals uh get through those times and that is one of the things that camp hope was established for am i correct
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, give you a quick history on Camp Hope. The city of Houston, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, Houston's the third largest military retirement community, San Antonio being number one. We're also the second largest veterans community in the United States, Los Angeles being number one. The, the need for arose as a, as a study was done by military ministry, with trying to how can we work with the veteran community, And Houston was chosen for that purpose because we're the third largest and there was no base infrastructure here in Houston. So what we finally came to agreement in 2009 was that we had to form another group that could be stationed here and bring people here in Houston to work the issues. That's how the PTSD Foundation of America grew up. Camp Hope is our in-residence program that grew up starting in 2012. We started realizing that we needed to not have just satellite groups meeting on a weekly basis. We needed to have a full-time structure, infrastructure as well, where we worked with people, where we had access 24 hours a day to bring help to them. Over the last four years now, since 2012, we've we've built up our structure. We now have a A community center, a training and an educational center. We have four buildings. We soon hope to be able to house 300 in-house residents. We have a small family uh, area where uh, two families, three families can live and be here with their husband or wife. But right now, we're not equipped to deal with female veterans suffering with PTSD. But we do have a partnership with Grace After Fire, which is a group that works with and was founded by Navy Uh, A Navy veteran. And if I can, I might add at the very moment one of the things we work not only with the veteran, but we work with the family. Because here, one of the things we learned in the military, the family is a supporting unit. The military itself, many who have served will say this I had a family in the military. I know I did. I grew up an Army brat. My father was a sergeant major, career man. And so I grew up in this family environment. But the family becomes an important aspect of healing and recovery because the family is that unit that holds together. And our aim is to work both with the veteran and the family. So we have both a family support group and we have veterans as we call them warrior groups
0: looking for some kenwood gear look no further than mtcradio.com call them today you can find them online at mtcradio.com let them know Kel from hamradio 360.com podcast sent you you need kenwood gear they have kenwood gear at the best prices online it's richard christine tammy and danielle at mtcradio.com Back with Bob and Jim here on Ham Radio 360 Podcast. We've been talking about uh, Camp Hope and PTSD. Appreciate you guys being on with us. There's a special event happening there at Camp Hope in Texas, and uh, October the 15th is the date, and you have a special call sign for the event. Give us a call sign, Bob, and tell us a little bit about what the event entails. What are you guys going to be doing there at Camp Hope?
2: Well, uh, the call
3: sign is k 0 Delta. And uh was available this year. We used it last year. Uh, we're going to repeat one of the elements of the event we had last year, which was a, a continual uh, QSO with the uh, W5LEX, which is the USS Lexington, uh, down in uh, Corpus Christi. Those guys uh, were using their uh, 750-watt transmitter on that uh, aircraft carrier. Incidentally, the original transmitter is only 450 watts. <laughs> but they use uh, their transmitter to call CQ for us, and uh, everyone that answers uh, – gets a, a dual contact with K Zero Delta Special Event Station as well as the uh uh as well as the Camp Hope special event uh K Zero Delta. And we had a lot of fun with that last year. We had sixty seven contacts out of that. Uh this year we're stepping it up not one notch, but probably about three notches. <laughs> and uh we're going to do uh, the the QSO the with Alex again, of course, and we've also invited two amateur radio clubs, uh, the University of Texas Amateur Radio Club, and that's uh, N5XU, and uh, Jim's alma mater, Texas A&M Aggies, uh, their, their club, W5AC. And the presidents of these two clubs have been fantastic captains to work with. Uh, we got Andre Lokeen from uh, UT. I don't have his call sign Uh and uh Yuching Gao from uh uh m and uh, uh those those guys are really proud to be hams and they're really proud to support us in our efforts to make a lot of contacts. Uh we're going to be on 20 meters and 40 meters. Uh we're also going to be uh on a, for the local Houston area on two uh repeaters which we'll have published at a later time.
0: Fantastic. Now the, the guys and gals from the local or the the college clubs there they're coming to camp hope to set up and and uh do their operations that day
3: uh that's correct uh uh they're gonna start they're, they're gonna be on the ground operating at 10 a.m and uh we've told them to go ahead and have their big gun uh kilowatt linear stations uh active at 7 a.m and they can on either band 20 or 40 and uh once they're here our antennas are too close to, uh, to have them on the same band so we're going to have them swap twenty meters and forty meters at, uh, at at an hourly interval to make sure that they get a share of whatever the band conditions are that day. There's possibility of an EchoLink conti- uh, EchoLink uh, channel, but that is that is pending.
0: Okay. So, and if we uh, have any updates, of course we'll be able to share them with our audience uh, through the website, Twitter, Facebook group, and whatever. Uh, hey. Tell me a little bit about having those those groups of young people come in. Uh, of course, you know they're they're rival schools their rival amateur radio clubs, their young people who, who are, are are in love with the hobby and competition. Do they understand are they are they buying into what you guys are doing at Camp Hope as well?
3: Oh, very, very much. Uh, you know, of course, Texas A&M has such a military tradition uh, there that they they get it. They really get it. And he, even the UT guys, you'd be surprised how much they, they get the, the the service element of this and the, the honor for our for our vets. I'm very very proud to have the opportunity to work with these young guys, and uh, I expect them to do extremely well. They're very sharp and. Uh, Kind of a subtext for me is I really believe that our permanent clubs like my club, Browsers Valley Amateur Radio Club, that's helping me with this, with this special event, uh, should sponsor uh, university clubs to help mentor these young uh, young hams and try to determine how to use ham radio as a tool for research at the universities to help perpetuate our, our existence as a hobby.
0: Oh, absolutely. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you have uh, any sponsors that have come on with you for this uh, particular event on the 15th of October?
3: Well, yes, uh, we, we do. Uh, we, when we're looking for more, I uh, have to get hats off to Katie Allen over at Ham Radio Outlet, uh, who's really helped with social media and helped us push a lot of uh, our, our Facebook posts out. They've uh, donated a couple ARL, uh, uh 2016 ARRL manuals. And uh, Rochelle over Radio Waves has, has promised us uh, two fan uh, dipole antennas for the clubs to use. Uh, the K0 Delta station, by the way, is going to be on remote hams uh, th- uh, through uh, a local ham, uh, KJ5Y, Pat, Pat uh, uh, Connor, I believe his last name. And uh, he's got a kilowatt linear uh, that will be with uh, rotatable uh, Yagi on top of that. So we'll be able to laser down on our, on our contact with uh, the Lexington, which is only like a about 200 miles away from us so it's going to be a solid solid connection
0: so it sounds like to me that uh, you guys have all the ducks in line you're ready to go uh you have participation you said your local club is participating as well as the school clubs uh how many hams do you think you'll have or how many hams are you anticipating having on hand that morning when you guys get started
3: i don't even know (laughs) to be honest with you but uh Here's what we need. I, I need about uh I, I the clubs need really need five people. One one to be the liaison to the public. Uh, last year we had about fifteen hundred people come in, so we need some some guys that are not operating. They're standing there talking to the public about about what they're doing. But we need a a, a person for logging, a person for HF running HF, person for running the VHF station. Uh, so you know we need, they need about five people on their team, and so we're looking for some local UT uh, hams to help uh, augment the, the UT uh, UT uh, uh, group. And, and by the way, any any uh, any alumni for A and M or UT that comes by and checks in uh, uh, is a, is a point uh, extra point for that team. Is just that they've made a QSO. So it, it, if if somebody can come by, we want hams to come by. If somebody is not a ham and they want to come by and they want to talk to the Lexington, we're going to put them on the air and, uh, and give them a chance to talk to uh, the big ship down there in Corpus. So uh, the more the merrier. We, if we As a matter of fact, if we have enough folks involved, we might even start the K-Zero Delta contact with the Lexington on Friday the 14th and maybe even run it all night. Uh, but I haven't had enough commitment. out of people willing to stay up all night long yet. <laughs>
0: Well, let, let me ask you this, uh, how you be, uh, how you be logging? Uh, people will like to know that as well as are there any, uh, special QSL cards or anything that, that they could look forward to if, if they get to the contacts with you?
3: Uh, we're looking at, at doing a QSL card. Yes. Uh, I, I had that on my agenda last year, but I failed at it because I uh, just didn't have enough volunteer support. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll find the volunteer support to, uh, print the QSL cards and get that, get that out. So, uh, we're going to need emails too because we'll, we'll most likely we'll do a QSL card, uh, uh, electronic uh, EQSL that we can actually uh, email out as well, as well as mail a direct
0: card out. Very good, very good. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Now you've got you've got vets on on the property there. Uh, as well as you're looking to maybe even introduce the hobby to some returning vets, some former service personnel, first responders. It's always good to have folks who have an understanding of emergencies and who knows better about an emergency than a combat veteran, to have some understanding, uh, some practical application for amateur radio communications. Uh, Will you, you said liaisons there for the public. Is that what you're mentioning, that you'll have people to kind of express the hobby, explain the hobby, and share it that direction?
3: that's exactly what i mean kale uh you know last year it's funny last year i had plenty of volunteers but i didn't have enough volunteers that wanted to operate i had plenty of guys that helped me set up and tear down but i did most of the operation myself and i had one ham that was doing most of the talking to the public and I, i'm like I, I need uh all kinds there's some hams that just want to do all the work and really don't want to talk to people that's okay i need those guys but i also need some guys that want to operate and I need some guys that want to talk to the public we've I wish, Jim and I have kind of seen this uh, in, in two phases. One is the K-Zero Delta Station. We're going to keep doing that continuously at every barbecue. And then uh, as the opportunity opens itself, we'll, we'll begin to establish the uh, Camp Hope uh, Amateur Radio Team, which I call CHART, which is going to be the group of men who get licensed uh, who are here, and they're supported by the local uh, Camp Hope Amateur Radio Club. That's going to come from various hams throughout the community. And then we'll be able to support things like the MS-150 bike ride, the, the Houston Marathon, the Bike Around the Bay, uh, as well as uh, emergency relief efforts through, through our local areas chapters.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I might, I might throw in the fact that the one thing about amateur radio, rehabilitation comes in many forms. One of the, one of the things that we have done with our veterans here is equine rehabilitation. It works very well um, because it brings uh, a need of feeling, accomplishing something. And what we'd like to do with the radio program is the same thing. Active, Active participation, giving a need. One of the things about life is that all of us as people have a need. That's part of our human spirit. We have a need to serve whatever that service might be. And we're trying to create that here as part of not only a rehabilitation, but a road back to complete and total identity of who the individual is. You know, he has a purpose in life. She has a purpose in life. And this can give part of that need uh, so vitally. And, And the other thing is giving back to the community. The community gives to us. We want to give back to the community. Yeah, in light of that,
3: Cale, uh, too, uh, uh, one of the first steps we do once we start the club is to establish an Echolink uh, conference uh, for vet, for vets and uh, begin to do a, uh, a weekly net uh, for vets on Echolink uh, such that uh, any vet anywhere in the world can be able to uh, uh, log into the, uh, uh, the, the vet net, if you will, and uh, be able to talk about uh, the things he's facing and with.
0: Oh, I like the way that sounded the vetnet that's pretty sweet
3: and so uh, that's that's the that's the first step and, and certainly uh, with all the uh, locations that PTSD USA has was it like six or seven LGM? yeah
1: okay
3: uh, the, the the further on extension of that to to be able to establish substations with with hams local and invite some other clubs to those Substations to be able to support the vets there with eyeball QSOs, with pats on the back, with how can I help you find a job? I mean, what do you need? And uh, uh, so that's that's uh, the kind of support. When I first got into ham radio, uh, I was so broke at the time I couldn't afford a ham radio. <laughs> and, and what happened? Uh, uh, a guy from from uh, the local club says I got an extra one. I'll loan it to you for as far, for as long as you need it. And I had that radio for six months before I got my own and that's, we want people to have enough heart for vets that they're willing to do the same thing.
0: Well, and I have found in my very short time as an amateur and most especially here's a podcaster that the amateur community, the amateur radio community is one of the most giving and uh, loyal establishments that I've ever, ever participated in. And I've really appreciated that from everyone who has paid in to me personally, as I know that they will have done for you and others as they follow up. So, uh, really excited about it. Again, give me the time, uh, your central time, if I'm not mistaken. So, give me the times and the date again. And if there's a website or a Facebook uh, page or something they can look at, uh, Bob, get us there as well.
3: Absolutely. The uh, Facebook page is Camp Hope, A-R-C, spell like it sounds, Camp Hope, A-R-C. Uh, that Facebook page I need to, to, to uh, disclose is not does not belong to Camp Hope. Camp Hope is not responsible for the content there. Uh, I alone am responsible for any content uh, that's there. It's, it's my Facebook page, but once we have a club, we'll transfer that. So you can see any videos, any content I've had, and I'm trying to add additional media to that. The event uh, officially is Friday, October the 14th. Uh, and Saturday, October 15th, we know we're committed to operating times right now at 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, for both uh, the college clubs and for the K-Zero Delta Station. Uh, as, as I said earlier, depending on availability, we might even start the K-Zero Delta Station on the 14th Friday night and possibly work it all night long. To find more information about, about Camp Hope, you can see www.ptsdusa.org, and don't let me get, let me leave the, out the opportunity to say, if there's a vet out there right now that's going to hear this and needs help, help is available. Uh, Jim, you got a number?
1: Yeah. Okay. We have, there's two numbers. One is, also you can call the Veterans Crisis Hotline, which is the VA, and that's 1-800-273-8255 press one when you make connection. And our number, our veteran line is 877-717-7873. And my personal work number here is 832-912-4429, extension 105. And I might add, too, that um, everything at Camp Hope, if you – If a person, if a veteran comes into our residence program, it does not cost him $1. We fund it all through donations from the public and from other sources, but the The person coming into our program, it's free to him.
0: Excellent. Well, I appreciate, uh, Jim, I first appreciate your service, and uh, secondly, your service to our veterans, uh, returning war heroes, uh, warriors, and uh, men and women of uniform, as well as first responders. Bob, I thank you for your dedication to your fellow man, and uh, you're working diligently to see this happen. Uh, We'll have all of the uh, links that you mentioned in our show notes, and look forward to yeah, setting up my station and making a contact down there on the fifteenth. Wish you all the best. Just really look forward to some great reports coming back after the event.
3: Hey, Kel, uh, uh, one last sure. comment. If there's a ham out there that wants to uh, talk with me about how they might be of some help, uh, just look me up on QRZ KD5AT on QRZ, and my email's there.
0: Fantastic. Bob, Jim, thank you both very much, and uh, wish you well with this venture, and look again, I look forward to some great reports coming out of it. So there you go. There's some great opportunities to get on the air and to connect with young people, the same people we're scared to death aren't going to like ham radio. They're going to be on the radio in just a few days, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of October, wanting to make contacts with somebody. So get your gear, turn your gear on. Even if you don't have an HF rig, you may not need that. There may be some local scouts in your area trying to make contact with someone on your local repeater. So. Turn your handy talkie on. Turn your mobile on. You don't know, but I guarantee you, if you make the contact, you're going to make a kid smile. You're going to plant a seed. You're going to set a hook. And who knows what that kid can turn into by utilizing this great hobby we all know and love is Amateur Radio. Hey, a big thank you to Rick DeWeese, Bob Hawkins, and Jim Merriman. Thank you guys for all of your service to, uh, to your local communities through scouting, through the Camp Hope uh, special events—it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get on the air and try to make some contacts with those local clubs down there. Fighting the two uh, two college clubs fighting to make the most contacts—that's going to that's be a lot of fun. Hey, before I go, very special thank you to Dave. Dave just came on as a patron. Uh, through patreon it's the uh, little orange p logo there on the website hamradio 360.com it's a value for value thing if you're getting some value out of what we're doing here and you want to support us we'll appreciate it and we'll say thank you every time we have the opportunity dave welcome in. we thank you very much again for that support guys i'm gonna go i'll be back in two weeks and hopefully i'll have some great guests to share with you here on ham radio 360 don't forget workbench comes up next week and i will see you then god bless you guys 73 y'all
1: Thank you for listening to Ham Radio 360, brought to you by mtcradio.com. For more information about the program, visit hamradio360.com. Till next time,
2: 73s, y'all.